Welcome to Commercial Property Podcast. My name is Helen Tarrant. I'm an author, I am an educator, and I am a specialist commercial property bias agent. Now, in this podcast, I'm going to be sharing with you specialist strategies and terminologies and live case studies on how you too can achieve financial freedom through commercial property. Now, if you are looking to buy your first commercial property, want to find out more information to see if commercial property is right for you, or you want to expand your portfolio to two or three commercial properties or even more, then this is the podcast for you. I will be sharing with you live case studies, the journey of my clients and students, and also how we're putting deals together. So relax, listen in, and enjoy the process. Welcome to the details of your commercial property journey, all about your initial investment strategy. Helen will be discussing the essentials you need to consider in building your cash flow and your wealth over time, and this is very different to residential investing. It's not always about the first property, but about the property that follows that one. So listen carefully. Then we're going to join Helen in the USA in a Beverly Hills retail center where she shares how retail trends are looking in the USA and compares this to Australian retail currently. We also discover how every square meter of lettable area matters, how to consider and view commercial property from the angle of adding value to it what to consider about property fit-outs and refurbishments, keeping current tenants, and the length of an uplift project. And also how set and forget and uplift strategies are completely different, and they'll be found in two different properties and a lot more. So listen in. Hi guys, wanted to share with you that uh, the commercial journey. So the really important thing about a commercial journey is how you buy your first property to your second property to the property after. You see, it's not always about the first property, but about the property that followed. So when you first start out, it's important to look for cash flow. And the reason for that is with cash flow, the property will be self-supporting, but it will always give you positive cash flow afterwards, so passive income straight away from day one. And after that, you can use that cash flow to either engineer a little bit more growth in your property. So it might need some minor refurbishment, might little need some tweaks to actually increase the value of your property so that you can go again for your second property or alternatively you can save up that cash flow as if it's like a second income to help you buy the second property and now when you get to your second property it's important to look at more growth properties because once you combine growth and cash flow you can continue to build your portfolio infinitum and on fast track as well Hi, Helen Tarrant here for Commercial Property Roadshow. I'm here in Ashley, LA in uh, Beverly Hills. So this is a Beverly Center and I've just been through Macy's and I'm going for a walk in the Westfield Center. Now I wanted to visit this because this is actually a really great topic to talk about in terms of adding value to your commercial property. You see, Westfield here is totally different from Westfield back at home in Australia. They've actually spent about $300 million refurbishing the center, making it more of a destination store. They know that uh, retail has had its time and that people are no longer visiting to shop here, they're shopping online, but they're changing the retailers here. So it becomes a destination store. People visit here because they want to visit the gym here. So we've got, behind there uh, we've got the Equinox gym so and we have um, boxing works here I'm just going to go for a walk so we get to see some of the other brands it's different from here as well um, so you get to see that um, in this area uh, when you are looking at 
changing a mix, how that starts to draw people in. So they're looking for more urban, new types of brands that's going to bring people in and therefore with traffic, the money comes in. Destination stores for a lot of their food, wine bars, again, that brings the people in. They have this little cute little display here. So they do a lot of different things. So here we've got... Um, just the different brands and the feel is very different it's very open uh, it's you've got department stores you've got um, retailers that are open at different times uh, which again adds to the different atmosphere brings people in at different times uh, we don't longer have the same upmarket ones that we used to see at different places um, back in Westfield so your big high-end brands are not here now all of those are more uh, eco-friendly we're seeing more artistic brands and more unique culture that's built into the shopping center so if you think about that and how that would apply to you really think about how you can add value to your commercial property so there's a couple of ways to actually start things and a blank canvas is when you get a totally vacant property and you actually then refurbish it so what does that mean that means that you get a property that is vacant but in an area that's highly tenable so obviously that is something that the West Hills have created an area a destination for a lot of uh, retailers to come they have a lot of traffic so you could do the same you could buy something in a location where it could be an intersection it could be an area that already has a lot of traffic an area that already have a really high occupancy rate and then you might be the only one or two shops that are vacant and it probably is run down it's not been taken care of and what you would spend that time doing is refurbishing it looking for the right tenant to go there approach the tenant and actually giving them the right type of tenant incentive so when I talk about tenant incentives I'm talking about rent free I'm talking about helping tenants with fit out or even you know paying for some of the fit out so it belongs to you so that you know that in the future uh, when these tenant move the next like tenants that move in will actually um, continue to use that fit out as well so that's starting with a blank cameras and and really recreating your tenant mix or your type of tenant the other option that you can do is really about having a property that's already got some tenants in it so it's what we call a partially vacant property it already has some tenants in it and you're looking at adding more value to that property so the current tenant might feel that the space is too restricted it might have the layout that's wrong uh, you are there then to help them through that layout process so you might refurbish it for them you might add different colors you might make them an open space you might actually do an extension as well so um, you might do an extension and go okay well um, here I'm going to add you know a storage room for them an extra car space maybe an extra room if they're expanding to keep them in the place maybe a storage area so just adding more value to what your tenant is keeping them in there by giving them that value and also keeping them in there because you actually help their business to grow with you as well so I'm looking at all of these different brands as I go along here there's the container store which is kind of like our Howard storage so you can see that but it's like three times the size we've got California pizza kitchen here so we've got California pizza kitchen here over there we've got a cafe which I'm gonna walk over to but it's just how about in an area where you can put together a balance of the type of tenant so if you're looking at a partially vacant property really look at the balance of the tenant and how you can make them want to stay for longer 
So every lettable square meter matters. And that's what really happens is when you look at a place and they might be say on 500 square meters, 600 square meters of land and the building itself might only occupy say 200 square meters. Well, how can you increase an extra 100 square meters of lettable area? And what can you do with that 100 square meters? Can you increase it to a point where they are, um, you can put a new tenant in or expand this current tenant? And there's heaps and heaps of opportunities out there where you can get a, a rundown property where there is um, need for refurbishment, but most likely most of that need comes from negotiating with your current tenant who are disgruntled, who are not sure if they actually want to stay, but offering them a really, really good tenant incentive so that they continue to stay and because it's costly for the tenant to move. So remember when you're looking at adding value to your property, it is really about adding the fit out. So the fit out, if it's done really, really well, so you start with a blank canvas and you do a vacant, done really, really well, can attract a high end tenant who's paying high rent, or you could go for a property that is, that is partially tenanted. So a property that is partially tenanted means that you have some tenants already there paying rent so that you're having uh, some income coming through to help you with your mortgage, to help you with your rates, um, to also help you that so that um, you can cover basic your cost and then you're putting in capital costs in terms of refurbishments. So that means that you are spending that time looking at uh, extending the property, you're spending that time building additional lettable area. So that's where you really increase the lettable area. So that's when you're looking at an uplift property, adding value, that's where it comes in. And once you've got the tenants all full and you can get them to a premium rent, that's when you're looking at either stratering to sell or selling as a whole at a much lower rate, as in yield rate, so cap rate, than what you've bought it for. So, or you might have bought it based on the cap rate or the yield, well, it had the two tenants in there, but once you've added the third tenant and the increase in the lettable area, you can then sell it back onto the market. That's where you make that immediate uplift. And really that project realistically, it's a nine to 12 month project, but it is a project in that 12, 12 months where you really have to work on it. So that might require you to spend a good chunk of three to six months in the beginning, working really hard on the refurbishments of it, and then spending the next three months heavily marketing to get a tenant and then putting in the incentives to get them all aligned up. So it's not a set and forget. It's not something that if you're in an office and you're stuck behind a computer or you've got to be in nine to five that you can automatically do, you really got to make sure you have the time to be able to do it because there's nothing worse than having an uplift property and then realizing that you can't really capitalize on it. Because if you can't capitalize on it, there's no point starting the project. So for those of you who are thinking you want the cash flow, but you also love the uplift, just be aware that that is actually two different strategies that you can absolutely do an uplift but you can also do a set and forget and if you are busy at the moment then the best way to get started is actually start with a set and forget property where it's instant cash flow for you from day one and that instant cash flow is to help you free up a little bit more space in your life a little bit of um my headspace, a little bit of space in your work life so that you can then attempt one of these projects. If right now your life is really busy and you can't, I wouldn't suggest you starting. So I would suggest start with a set and forget and once you've done that, then you're going to feel a little bit more confident about the projects, especially the commercial projects and you're going to understand them a little bit more and once you do, you'll be able to uh, go into an uplift project and, and reap the rewards of that. So. Before I head off, I just wanted to show you a little bit about downstairs so you get to see the different shops.
so yeah so I'm here in LA I'm traveling to Vegas so I'll be making some more videos in the coming weeks to show you how commercial property is different elsewhere I mean we, we see so many different types of commercial properties uh, they all work slightly differently in different countries but ultimately they boil down to you know having really good tenants having solid leases and really being able to work with your tenant hand in hand to achieve longevity so until next episode, bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you want more information, don't forget to go to HelenTarrant.com. Bye. You've been listening to Commercial Property Cashflow Podcast. We hope you've enjoyed this episode. Please subscribe to this podcast so you do not miss any of my valuable tips and strategies. Now, if you're wanting more detailed education and training, I have a free webinar you can attend. Just click on the link in the show notes and it will take you there. And if you're ready to invest in commercial property with guided assistance and you want to talk to us, book into your free consultation. Find out more about it on HelenTarrant.com. I can't wait to share with you more of my tips and strategies in upcoming episodes. So really make sure you subscribe. This is Helen Tarrant signing off. See you on the next podcast.